So, recently, last night actually, I decided it was time to record a fresh podcast because it's been a little while, right? It's time to check in. Time to let you guys know what's up. So I sat down at my mic and turned things on, I thought, set things up properly, I thought, and proceeded to record. As is always the case, I thought things were going smoothly. In fact, I spoke about many different topics for about 34 minutes. And I was pretty pleased with myself. I thought, hey, this isn't bad. This isn't bad. I like this. Right? Does this sound familiar? Do you know where I'm heading with this? I'll bet you can guess. I'll bet you can guess because I don't seem to be saying that everything went swimmingly. And by the way, you're listening to the Introverted Exhibitionist Podcast. I am your host, Robert Jashonik, the USA Today best-selling author of fantasy, science fiction, mystery, crime, fiction, nonfiction, all kinds of stuff. And uh, very good to speak with you again, um, against all odds, apparently, because last night I started to record this podcast, the IE Cast, edition number 29, I believe. And I thought everything was all set and running smoothly, felt very happy with myself and the very um, essence of the cast I thought went really well. And then when it came time to play it back, check things out, see how things were, my voice sounded very distant, off in the distance, over here somewhere, off in the distance, hello, 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 I sounded like I was way, way far away, (laughs) and um, it went on like that for the entirety of the cast, and I found that out by spot-checking the recording, sure enough, There was a problem with the audio. And when I started fishing around with my equipment to try to discover the nature of the problem, well, lo and behold, the plug on the back of the mic had become mostly disconnected, which, well, that explains it. (laughs) There's your problem right there. Loose plug. And uh, this is especially funny, or should I say ironic at least, because I tend to get uptight when technical support people don't give me sufficient credit for knowing basic troubleshooting steps, such as, is your device plugged in? Is your device switched on? Well, of course it is. You think I'm an idiot? I know what I'm doing, at least that much. Well, apparently not always. (laughs) So that entire recording went out the window And here I am, starting over, bringing you the IE cast again. It'll be a very different one from the last one I recorded because, well, I just sort of spin it out spontaneously. I don't really spend a lot of time planning this. I I shouldn't have said that. Don't tell anybody I said that. It's my secret. It's our secret. I just sort of make it up as I go along. So I do have a few notes about a few things that I want to talk about. So I hope to get to some of those today. But I'm going to replace some of that initial conversation, some of the initial cast, with this discussion, because I think it's very apropos, and that is the discussion of things going wrong. Because let's face it, that's the nature of life, man. (laughs) 
And I'm talking about this specifically in the context of writing because that is, after all, what the IE cast focuses on, right? Writing, creativity, creative expression, because I am a writer. I am an author. That's what I do. And it is so often the case <clears throat> that things go off the rails. And you just, all you can do is go along for the ride <laughs> and get to the end of the crash and try to dust yourself off and start again. It's either that or quit, right? And this can be a very difficult thing to deal with because it happens. It happens a lot, especially in the writing game, right? Let's face it. In the career game, the standard career game, what we think of as a standard career, uh, things are a little different. You go to school, you get a degree, you get training, you get a job. While you're on the job, you get certifications, you get training, you get more education, you learn on the job, you advance on the job. As long as you don't have a complete blowout, you should continue to advance in a logical way, either in the job that you now have or another job that you apply for and receive or hired for. And what I'm trying to say is there's usually a logical progression. Now, that doesn't mean that things can't go wrong because, of course, they do all the darn time. That happens a lot. But it's different in writing because in writing, things going wrong is the norm. Unless you're a superstar or very successful or very, very lucky, uh, things just go wrong. And it's the norm. And it just happens all the darn time. And I'm here to tell you, this is the way it goes. <laughs> you have so little control over so many things in this field. You can write the most wonderful story, the most wonderful book, and publish it. And maybe you'll even get great acclaim for it. But you can't control all the reviews you get. At some point, you will probably get negative reviews for that book or another. And those can really hurt you. They can really hurt your career. A lot of things can happen that can hurt your career, that can hurt you personally and creatively. And they, they just come out of the blue, man. <laughs> you get bad reviews. You get a, a, somebody giving you a problem on social media. Uh, you can have poor sales for something. That happens all the time. Not just to me, folks. <laughs> it happens to all of us. All writers will encounter this problem at some point. Your sales will mysteriously drop. And this can happen whether you're a traditional author, right? You're being published by a traditional publishing company, such as Penguin Random House, Simon & Schuster, whatever. One of the biggies. Or if you're an indie author and you're self-publishing your work through your own publishing entity, your own company, which is a great way to go, nothing wrong with that. And in, in that path, you have more control over your destiny, but not total control. You can write lots and lots of great books, and then all of a sudden, something happens and the sales drop for no particular reason that's evident to you. It just happens, man. And this is part of life, and you need to expect it. You need to expect it. Unless you're, like, well-loved by one and all and acclaimed in every possible way, and even then, you just don't know, man. You might do something that gets you canceled. That happens, too. 
Things happen, and you've got to just be ready for them. Because bad stuff will just have its way with your career, with your writing. No matter how good your work, no matter how well-intentioned you are, no matter how talented you are, how funny or fun or personable you are, how hard you work to cultivate your audience, to make friends, to meet and greet, to shake hands, to sign, to be congenial, convivial, generous with your time, it can all be for nothing. It can all be for nothing overnight. You get a couple of bad reviews or your sales drop or... Somebody decides, hey, let's make a big deal about returning books. This is a recent thing, by the way. Not the concept of returning books, and that's complicated. But what I'm talking about specifically is returning ebooks that you have purchased from a distributor, a distribution company, or a publisher. Um, and just saying, yeah, I didn't like this. It wasn't my cup of tea. I was offended by it, whatever. And then click. You know, I'm sending it back after I read the whole thing. This is a thing, folks, and it happens. It happens, and your sales can plummet as a result, or your um, borrows, your uh, your page reads can plunge just out of nowhere, and it's out of your control. There's nothing you can do about it. Just like if you get a bad review, for example, on a certain website that sells everything under the sun and publishes a lot of books. Okay, Amazon. Uh, you get some bad reviews. Good luck getting rid of those, even if they make no sense. You might get a review that has nothing to do with your book, and it's been written by somebody who did not read your book, and it has no connection to the reality of your book. It just says, you know, one star. What a lousy piece of crap. And you can't do anything about it. You need to accept that. It is now your one-star review, and you cannot get rid of it, man. No siree, you're stuck. This stuff happens. Bad stuff happens to good writers all the time, all the time. And I'm not just talking about writing stuff. I mean, you know, life stuff happens, too. It happens to good people all the darn time. It's just part of life. I don't know. You're saying, like, well, Bob, tell me something I don't already know. Or you're saying, that'll never happen to me, <laughs> you third-rate clown. <laughs> well, it will. <laughs> so... Buckle up, Bunky. <laughs> yes, life will happen to you. The writing life will happen to you, and you need to accept it. Bad stuff happens. Stuff gets ugly. You make mistakes. You slip up. You don't plug in your podcast mic. You lose an hour of work. You lose a couple of hours of work. You slip up. You do something wrong. You say the wrong thing on social media. You develop an addiction. Somebody you know and love takes you down a peg in a bad way. It, stuff happens, and you need to be prepared for it. And I don't think that a lot of us are prepared going into this world, into this career. I don't think we are. We, you know, we go in with a starry-eyed view of publishing. You know, we know what we've seen in TV shows and films or what we've read about in books that, let's face it, more often than not glorifies the profession falsely so, makes it seem that it still exists as it once did in the, hallowed, in the hallowed days of yore in the 1950s or the 40s or the 30s or whenever the, the work is set, 
whenever the fantasy world was back then where you could write a novel and become a superstar writer because you just have such a magnificent voice that punches through all the noise and gets you all the attention in the world. Next thing you know, you're smoking expensive cigarettes, driving a super expensive automobile, living in a mansion, and you have to write one book a year, and that's all you do. And your agent and your manager, your business manager, take care of everything for you. And the studios come knocking, and they make films out of your, your book. And you just kick back. You write books. You sip martinis as you choose. Sip expensive whiskeys as you choose. And things just fall into place magically. How many times have we seen that in the movies? The characters barely seem to touch a typewriter before they engage in some sort of conversation with another character. And yet, they are a success, magically. And let's face it, let's be honest. You can be honest with Bob. You expect that. I expected that. We all do. It's like, yeah, that's the way it's going to be, man. I can't wait. And even today, even in, with the new world of publishing all around us, we are still led to think that that is how it works. Because it's in the best interests of the publishers and the film producers and the movie companies to make it seem like that's the way it works. Because they want people to come in and write for them. They do. They need content. They need IP, intellectual property. That's what they thrive on. That's their business model. They need your IP. They want your IP. Like zombies need brains. IP. That's what you produce. That's what, that's what you're so good at. Digging deep. Bringing something out. Presenting your voice to the world. Your creative vision. Your unique vision that no one else shares in quite the same way. And they want you to give that to them. And these days, they want it for a discount price. And they want all the rights. And they want to leave you high and dry whenever they so choose. And that is the way it works, my friend. So there is no shortcut anymore in this world unless you're very good and very lucky. That can happen. I'm not going to say it doesn't. I'm not going to say it doesn't because it does. We all know there are cases of folks who go out and become successful quickly get big smash hits, but watch those folks. They don't all continue down that road. Some of them will diverge. Some of them will stop. Their work will fall out of favor for one reason or another. They'll make less intelligent business decisions than they could have or should have, and things will just kind of falter and flicker, and they'll sort of fade away. And then then the new new, uh, in-person, the new it author, will come along and take their place. Again, for a discount price, at least up front. But, you know, down the line, they too shall fade. And this is just the way it works. There, there's a handful. If you watch, if you really pay close attention, there are a handful of writers who succeed on a consistent basis over a long period of time, over a lifetime. And even they have a price to pay. And even they have problems and hassles and pain. And that is the nature of the beast. And I am giving it to you straight, my friends. This is the way it works, and you need to be ready for that. So some days you're going to leave the cord unplugged on your mic, and you're going to blow your podcast. Some days you're going to publish your book and sales are going to drop and you're going to lose out on the money that you expected that was going to enable you to pay the rent for for next month or the utilities or your health care bills, your medical bills. Sometimes 
things are not going to go the way you plan, and you got to be ready for that. You got to have a thick skin. You got to have some kind of plan B, even if that plan B is to go on assistance or take up another line of work, take up a day job, at least for the duration of the difficulty. There's no shame in that. Or reinventing yourself. That's also a path. And that's like a whole other conversation, but it's something you can do too. Reinvent yourself under another name with different branding, different style, and that's possible too. So there are lots of other paths. There are things you can do. There are things you can take, but it's not an easy road to walk in this writing world. And you should never expect that because it is not going to be for most of us, for most of us, not, not all, but for most, for most of us, it's not an easy road. And I'm going to tell you one more secret, and that is writers lie, baby. <laughs> I didn't make that up. Somebody else did. That's not a lie. But writers lie. They will tell you sometimes that they're more successful than they are because they want you to think that. Or they might be selling a product or a service. And they want you to think that they're better and bigger than they are and that they never have downturns and that they have the secret to how you can never have a downturn, how you can never have a bad day or an underperforming book or an underperforming project or crowdfunding project. They have the secrets. But like I said, remember, writers lie. And you know that because you're a writer too. And after all, isn't that what we do for a living? Isn't that what writing is about? Lying. <laughs> you write lies. You make stuff up. You write fiction, not truth. And I'm talking about fiction writers, yes. Yes, of course, nonfiction writers. Oh, here's another secret. Nonfiction writers don't always write the truth either. <laughs> it's, it works both ways, man. So I just want you to know that it's a hard road. I'm on it with you. I sympathize. I have bad, bad, bad days sometimes. <laughs> bad weeks, bad months, bad years. But I keep plugging because I love it so much, because it is the writer's life. It's what I love more than anything, expressing myself in this way, bringing forth my voice, my ideas, my beliefs, my creativity on the page, bringing worlds into being, feeling like I'm accomplishing something, feeling like I'm doing something that, if not entirely new, at least has some newness to it, because... It is true. There's nothing new under the sun, Horatio, baby. <laughs> it's true. But there are new-ish things. There are always new-ish things that you can do with the same old stuff. And that's really all it's all about. That's another secret. <laughs> so um, that's what I wanted to talk about today after my blowout yesterday with the you know, failed cast. Uh, so, uh, I hope you'll be able to benefit from this and learn from my experience, which is, you know, kind of typical. There's some truth there amid the lies and the popped cords on the mic. So there you have it. The IE cast. Now, what else did I want to talk about? Well, I have some projects in the works. Uh, I wanted to remind you that, uh, I have a book out that you might want to check out. I have a couple of books coming. 
But right now, what I want to mention to you is that this edition of the IE Cast is brought to you by Cosmic Conflicts, the new collection of science fiction short stories published by Pie Press and Blast Off Books, written by yours truly, Robert Jashanik. It's a set of stories that you will never forget. It's loaded with space opera action and weirdness, because, yeah, that's how I roll. And you're going to love it. You're going to love it. It includes such great stories as uh, An Infinite Number of Idiots, which is as crazy as it sounds. And um, what's the other one I wanted to mention? Uh, oh, The Asteroid That Tastes that stays Crunchy in Milk, which is cool. And uh, some other stories. So make sure you check it out, okay? Because it's really cool. And like I said, it, that's the sponsor of this podcast. So make sure you check it out. It exists right now as an ebook. Hopefully soon it'll be a paperback. That's the plan. Uh, but uh, it's near and dear to my heart. It came out recently as part of a story bundle. But that story bundle has since ended. And now it's mm, out there. And it's there for you to enjoy and savor. And I hope you will. I hope you'll jump in and enjoy it. I also wanted to mention that... Uh, I'm, I'm currently working with a group of interns. <laughs> I just thought I'd put that out there. Um, I usually am. Uh, that's one of the great things that I do with my publishing company, Pi Press Publishing, is work with interns from collegiate writing programs. And right now, I'm just really excited about this because I have current interns from such schools as Columbia, true story, Brown, University, the University of Iowa, the University of Pittsburgh, and the University of Chicago. What an incredible lineup of schools. I've got some great students working with us this semester, and hopefully you're going to hear from them on an upcoming edition of the IE cast. I've done that in the past, though it's been a little while since I've brought them into the, into the podcast realm but I hope to because I've got some incredible, talented students and I, I want to introduce them to you. And I wanted to present this idea to you because part of why I do the internship program is, well, of course, to have people help me with tasking in my publishing company and my writing efforts, but also as a way to pay things forward, to pay it forward, to help some young people to learn about publishing and writing, to hone their skills and get ready for the writing life. And I wanted to put a bug in your ear to consider this, whether you're a writer or you're working in another creative field or just any other field, work with some student interns. It can be done. I've written a book about it. It's called Authors and Interns. Authors and Interns. Look it up. Look it up. You can find it on your favorite purveyor of ebookery. You can also find it as an audiobook through Audible and Apple and Amazon. So look it up, Authors and Interns, because it's a great book about how this process works, how you can go about finding in student interns to work with you, and how you can make the program a great benefit both to them and to you and to everyone involved. And I have to say, it's been a very rewarding program. I've been running it since 2014 now. That's quite a while. I've I've worked with a lot of students, and it's, I'm just really happy that I've done it, and uh, I just wanted to mention that. I want to talk about that a little bit, let you know that it's happening. So when a student pops up on this podcast, you won't be like, what on earth is Bob doing now? 
you'll have an idea. You'll have some foreknowledge that this is in the offing. So stick around for that. Uh, I also hope that you will stay tuned for the next edition of the IE Cast and encourage others to listen as well. We've moved, though it should be an invisible move, we've moved to a new home at anchor.fm. We were elsewhere before this, and it just wasn't working out. Not because I didn't plug in my mic, <laughs> but uh, things weren't working out. It was time to move on, you know. It was time to move on. So we, it, uh, we went to anchor.fm, and it's a great setup, a great organization. And I think you're going to see an immediate improvement in the podcast and the way it's promoted and the way it's put out there. And I I hope you'll encourage other folks to listen as well, because I have a lot of fun doing this, and I want to continue to do it, and I want to continue to have listeners and, and, you know, people who join this podcast community of mine and and who contribute to it in, in some way, even if it's just by listening and spreading the word, talking about the things I've talked about, and, and being a part of my world. That's, you know, what more can you ask for in any field, in any way of life, in any, in any career? It's just, it's something great. So anyway, make sure you tune in for the next edition of the IE Cast. Uh, and in the meantime, until I get that out there, onto the airwaves, onto the podcast waves, um, I hope you check me out on social media. You'll find me on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and others. Oh, including uh, TikTok as well. I've been doing some things on TikTok. Uh, not, not, not crazy dancing. No, nothing weird. Well, nothing too weird. But you know, we're putting up some trailers and and hoping to do some more things on there. So keep an eye open. Uh, maybe my best advice to you would be to check out author uh, bobscribe.com, which is my website, bobscribe.com. And, and then you, you'll see there are social media links up in the top right corner of the homepage, and they'll lead you to my different social media feeds, and then from there you can find out. But, or you could just search for me online. I'll, I'll come up all over the place. My name is Robert Jashonik, J-E-S-C-H-O-N-E-K, Jashonik, okay? So uh, thanks again for being a part of this edition of the IE Cast. the redemption edition to make up for the blowout edition, the loose cord edition. (laughs) And uh, I hope you'll join us next time because we're going to have a lot more fun stuff to talk about, more projects. I've got some great ones coming up. Oh man, I just want to spill the beans right now and tell you everything. But then what will we have to talk about next time? I'm sure we'd find something, right? Let's face it. That's just how we are. That's how we roll, guys, right? Thanks again for being a part of the IE cast. Make sure you tune in next time for the 30th episode, the 30th anniversary episode of the IE cast, Introverted Exhibitionist. Talk to you then. 